Today is October the 21st. Today, we see that Nehemiah rebuilds the walls in Jerusalem. Today, as we read through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Nehemiah chapters 1 through 3. Now, Nehemiah continues in Babylon, serving now King Artaxerxes, as uh, Ezra has returned to Jerusalem with a second wave of exiles. Uh, what, what Ezra does is he helps establish the temple worship process. The temple has been rebuilt, but the city is still in shambles. In chapter 1, verse 3, people returned from Jerusalem. They said to me, Nehemiah, things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They're in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. This causes a great deal of distress to Nehemiah, who is the cup bearer for King Artaxerxes. He is sad and the king notices. Uh, the king in chapter 2 asks him, Why do you look so sad? Nehemiah speaks up and says, How can I not be sad? The city where my ancestors are buried is in ruin. Its gates have been destroyed by fire. So in chapter 2, verse 5, King Artaxerxes says, How can I help? Nehemiah says, send me there. Let me go and rebuild the walls. King Artaxerxes sends Nehemiah with supplies. Nehemiah arrives. He inspects the walls. He is greatly, greatly disturbed by what he sees. But in chapter 3, he sets out a very simple plan. He says one of the reasons that we've not been able to rebuild the walls is we live in fear of the attack of the enemies. So he divided the walls into sections, and he gave each clan who was there one part of the wall to rebuild. So the wall, in essence, went up instead of gradually around the city, it went up all at the same time. Uh, a different plan was given a different section. The plan was to divide itself into two elements. One part of the plan would rebuild the wall. The other part would stand on guard to protect the city against any enemies that might attack. Enjoy today as you read Nehemiah 1 to 3. Nehemiah 1 through 3. Nehemiah 1. These are the memoirs of Nehemiah, son of Hekeliah. In late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the twelfth year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was in the fortress of Susa. Hananiah, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, Things are not going well for those who returned to the province of Judah. 
They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, prayed to the God of heaven. And then I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commands, listen to my prayer. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands, decrees, and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them, then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honored. The people you rescued by your great power and strong hand are your servants. O Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it into his heart to be kind to me, for in those days I was the king's cupbearer. Nehemiah 2 Early the following spring, in the month of Nisan, during the twelfth year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was serving the king his wine. I had never before appeared sad in his presence. So the king asked me, Why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me. You must be deeply troubled. Then I was terrified. But I replied, Long live the king. How can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. The king asked, Well, how can I help you? With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, If it pleases the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. The king, with the queen sitting beside him, asked, How long will you be gone? When will you return? After I told him how long I would be gone, the king agreed to my request. I also said to the king, If it pleases the king, let me have letters addressed to the governors of the provinces west of the Euphrates River, instructing them to let me travel safely through the territories on my way to Judah. And please give me a letter addressed to Asaph, the manager of the king's forest, instructing him to give me timber. I will need it to make beams for the gates of the temple fortress, for the city walls, and for a house for myself. And the king granted these requests because the gracious hand of God was on me. When I came to the governors of the province west of the Euphrates River, I delivered the king's letters to them. The king, I should add, had sent along army officers and horsemen to protect me. But when Sembalat the Horonite and Tobiath the Ammonite official heard of my arrival, they were very displeased that someone had come to help the people of Israel. So I arrived in Jerusalem three days later. I slipped out during the night, taking only a few others with me. I had not told anyone about the plans God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. We took no pack animals with us except the donkey I was riding. After dark, I went out through the valley gate past the jackal's well and over the dung gate to inspect the broken walls and burn gates. Then I went to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but my donkey couldn't get through the rubble. So, though it was still dark, I went up the Kidron Valley instead, inspecting the wall before I turned back and entered again at the valley gate. The city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing. 
for I had not yet said anything about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leaders, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or anyone else in the administration. But now I said to them, You know very well what trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Then I told them about how the gracious hand of God had been on me and about my conversation with the king. They replied at once, Yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. But when Samballat, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arab, heard of our plan, they scoffed contemptuously. What are you doing? Are you rebelling against the king? they asked. I replied, The God of heaven will help us succeed. We, his servants, will start rebuilding this wall. But you have no share, legal right, or historic claim in Jerusalem. Nehemiah 3 Then Elisha, the high priest, and other priests started to rebuild at the sheep gate. They dedicated it and set up its doors, building the wall as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated, and the Tower of Hananel. The people from the town of Jericho worked next to them, and beyond them was Issachar, son of Zimri. The fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hassaneah. They laid the beams, set up its door, and installed its bolts and bars. Merimoth, son of Uriah and grandson of Hakos, repaired the next section of wall. Beside him were Meshulam, son of Berechiah, and grandson of Meshazabel, and then Zanok, son of Bana. Next were the people of Tekoa, though their leaders refused to work with the construction supervisors. The old city gate was repaired by Joiada, son of Puseah, and Meshulam, son of Bosadiah. They laid the beams and set up its doors and installed its bolts and bars. Next to them were Melatiah from Gibeon, Jadon from Maranoth, people from Gibeon, and people from Mizpah, the headquarters of the governor of the province west of the Euphrates River. Next was Uziel, son of Harhea, a goldsmith by trade, who also worked on the wall. Beyond him was Hananiah, a manufacturer of perfumes. They left out the section of Jerusalem as they built the broad wall. Rephahiah, son of Hur, the leader of half the district of Jerusalem, was next to them on the wall. Next, Judea, son of Haramath, repaired the wall across from his own house, and next to him was Hadush, son of Hashabiah. Then came Melchijah, son of Haram, and Hashub, son of Paeth Moab, who repaired another section of the wall and the tower of the ovens. Shalom, son of Halahash, and his daughters repaired the next section. He was the leader of the other half of the district of Jerusalem. The valley gate was repaired by the people of Zenoah, led by Hanan. They set up its doors and installed its bolts and bars. They also repaired 1,500 feet of wall to the dung gate. The dung gate was repaired by Melchijah, son of Rechab, the leader of the Beth Hakarim district. He rebuilt it, set up its doors, and installed its bolts and bars. The fountain gate was repaired by Shalom, son of Koholza, the leader of the Misfah district. He rebuilt it, roofed it, set up its doors, and installed its bolts and bars. Then he repaired the wall of the pool of Shiloam near the king's garden, and he rebuilt the wall as far as the stairs that descended to the city of David. Next to him was Nehemiah, son of Aspuk, the leader of half the district of Beth-zur, He built the wall from the place across the tombs of David's family as far as the water reservoir and the house of the warriors. Next to him, repairs were made by a group of Levites working under the supervision of Rehum, son of Benai. 
Then came Hashabiah, the leader of half the district of Keilah, who supervised the building of the wall on behalf of his own district. Next down the line were his countrymen, led by Benuai, son of Hinnadad, the leader of the other half of the district of Keilah. Next to them, Ezer, son of Jeshua, the leader of Mizpah, repaired another section of the wall across from the ascent to the armory near the angle in the wall. Next to him was Baruch, son of Zabbai, who zealously repaired an additional section from the angle to the door of the house of Elishab, the high priest. Miramoth, son of Uriah, and grandson of Hakkas rebuilt another section of the wall, extending from the door of Eliashib's house to the end of the house. The next repairs were made by the priest from the surrounding regions. After them, Benjamin and Hashav repaired the sections across from their house. And Azariah, son of Maaseah, and grandson of Ananiah, repaired the sections across from his house. The next was Benuai, son of Henadad, who rebuilt another section of the wall from Azariah's house to the angle and the corner. Palal, son of Uzai, carried on the work from a point opposite the angle and the tower that projects up from the king's upper house beside the court of the guard. Next to him were Pedaiah, son of Parash, with the temple servants living on the hill of Ophel, who repaired the wall as far as the point across from the water gate to the east and the projecting tower. Then came the people of Tekoa, who repaired another section across from the great projecting tower and over to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests repaired the wall. Each one repaired the section immediately across from his own house. Next, Zadok, son of Immer, also rebuilt the wall across from his own house, and beyond him was Shemaiah, son of Shechaniah, the gatekeeper of the east gate. Next, Hananiah, son of Shelemiah, and Hanan, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section, while Meshulam, son of Berechiah, rebuilt the wall across from where he lived. Melchijah, one of the goldsmiths, repaired the wall as far as the housing for the temple servants and merchants, across from the inspection gate. Then he continued as far as the upper room at the corner. The other goldsmiths and merchants repaired the wall from that corner to the sheep gate. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. If you live in the Greenwood, Indiana, and you're looking for a church, we'd love to have you come visit New Hope Church. Our worship service starts at 10 a.m. We're at 5307 West Fairview Road. We would love to see you there tomorrow.